0: Oh,
1: cool. I will scan this in.
0: Or you can keep those. Oh, okay.
1: Cool. Thank you. All right. We're on. We're on? We're rolling? We're recording? Yeah, sure. We do that thing where we're mumbling in the background while the music kind of fades down. Yeah, it's kind of our thing now
0: people love that.
1: That's pretty. Good. I think they do. No one said they hated it <laughs> We're doing it right now. We don't even know it. Well, I know
2: it somebody out there's hating it
1: I'm yeah, I'm surprised we don't get more hate mail Or mail at all Or mail. <laughs> hey listeners, welcome back it, it, It's a new year. <laughs> that sounded like a jingle bell. Be careful <laughs> Welcome back um This is Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast about horror movies. We will spoil some of the ones we talk about. Well, the main feature anyway. Hey, thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find them on Amazon or... um, What's the other one? iTunes. Uh, Say hi to them on Facebook where they are The Moon-Rays. We're your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolien. Hello. Julian, what do you watched since last time? Uh, um, it's probably a long list because we...
0: Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't bring it. I, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Uh, what did, okay, so let me in, ask you this. In terms this. of horror movies, I've, I can only think of one.
1: Okay, go with that and then tell us what you did for your New Year's Day thing.
0: Oh, um, yes, the only horror movie I watched was uh, House on Skull Mountain. From 1974, I think.
1: Is it a mountain shaped like a skull, or is it a mountain yes. made of many skulls? It's
0: this fabulous. It looks like it's filmed in California, and it's set in Georgia. No, is it? it may have been filmed in Georgia. But anyway, so the... Everywhere around it, these sunny mountain roads. Mm-hmm. And then Skull Mountain itself is wreathed in mist, and it's obviously like a map painting and something, but it's oh, like a nice. great skull-shaped rock, and then there's house plonked on top of it. And then all the shots you see of the actual house look totally different. <laughs> and it's, it's like a voodoo 70s version of uh, the old Dark House mysteries where people gather for the reading of a will. Right. And, uh, yeah... Uh, get knocked off one by one by in this this case voodoo
1: hmm.
0: uh it's got a woman who is in uh, scream blackula scream but uh, and a guy who is in a bunch of tv westerns but yeah anyway the new year's new year's thing is you know as, as we've mentioned before we try and watch something that you really like first thing right so uh, i've watched Enter the dragon again
1: nice Um, As you probably know, I watched Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tearing a page from your book, I I watched something excellent on New Year's Day. So your reason is to not stick something crappy into your eyes Mm -hmm. first thing.
0: Yeah, I could have been watching Mariah Carey.
1: Yeah, I watched that. You did? Uh, yeah, we did the New Year's Rockin' Eve uh, with friends down mm-hmm. the street. and
0: uh, Yeah, we watch it until the ball comes down, and then we hurriedly switch <laughs> over before they stick a band on.
1: Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, it was something. Um, so uh, so those were the kind of the two main ones that...
0: Yeah, and in terms of horror, that's... Uh, awesome. I suppose terrific uh, film noir called uh, Night in the City. Have you seen that one? I don't think so. Richard Woodmark. Mm-hmm uh he's in London he's this like hustler he's always trying to make a quick bug no I don't know that. so one. he's always making bad decisions oh good <laughs> it, it is just it's hellish it's so dark nice like, so nihilistic
2: oh man I gotta see it yeah
0: the, f- the first uh film that turned me on to film noir was when I was staying up late f- to watch something rather and I caught the last 20 minutes or so of uh, the film where he plays the the killer in it the giggling
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Killer. Uh, what, what's that called?
1: I think it's called The Giggling Killer.
0: Yeah, The Giggling Killer.
1: What is that
0: movie? Uh, Victor Mature. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on it now, but yeah, I, I caught it the last 20 minutes on that. I thought, wow, this is so <laughs> dark and nasty. And uh, yeah, and this is kind of like it. It's just so... Everyone is just terrible. There's like two decent people in the whole city. He's in oh, London. Man you know 1950 and then like everyone's hustling and lying and selling each other out and and then it's like got corrupt you know boxing being run by the gangs and
2: sounds good night in the city
0: night in the city yeah jules jules Dessin. okay yeah
1: how many people are smoking cigarettes jean tierney everybody literally everybody's it's Kids, all birds. Smoke and dark yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah and you know it's london so you have the smog and everything
2: yeah, oh God! It but killed people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it actually killed people. Yeah, that, that it
0: was that so smog, bad. Smog's not coming out of the trees. It's, no, that's uh, terrible stuff. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I saw. I watched the Decalogue. Have you Decalogue? seen that one, Krzysztof mm. Kieslowski? No. It's uh, ten movies he made for TV. Eighty-eight came out first. But, uh, yeah, I, I was waiting until I could see them all in one... One you know, go. In in order, in one go. I'd seen, uh, like, uh, the middle two, they released theatrically. Hmm. Uh, one's called A Short Film About Killing.
3: Okay. The
0: other one's called A Short Film About Love. Okay. Uh Short Film About Killing is just... Uh, you get three different... Well, all the films have, like, three people. hmm And there, there's some kind of collision or some... There's some strange relationship goes on and in this one there's a taxi driver who's kind of malicious and there's and then there's this wandering kid this drifter who's like really pretty you know he's, he's going to do something bad <laughs> he, he, he just doesn't care about anybody else and uh yeah so, so of course they uh he ends up giving a ride to the kid and then you have this ideal idealistic lawyer who's opposed to the death sentence okay and uh of course you know that works out so about halfway through there's this murder that goes on for a long long time Mm. and uh eventually kills the taxi driver and then and then five minutes later he's you know it shows him being sentenced and then then the rest of it is him uh him in jail and the lawyer visiting him and he's going to be hung Huh. And it sort of shows the executioner coming in and getting everything ready and stuff, and it's just so cold and oh, wow. it's mean. Uh, and the yeah, it's not a horror-related series by any means, but there's there's lots of um, concern with uh, the unknown and death, and uh, and then the, the first entry is. Um, a feeling of dread in It's just horrible. <laughs> it's a, you know something bad's going to happen, and and it does. But the the lead character doesn't realize it, and then he re- then you think oh maybe he doesn't want to figure out what's happened because yeah. it's so bad. But it's just uh, yeah, it just builds and builds. It's horrible. Yeah, amazing series. Yeah, excellent. But anyway,
1: so that's Kozlowski's uh, series of ten movies. Yeah, wow. So
0: they're, they're like they're all uh, just under an hour long. Oh, Okay, did for Polish TV. Right. And then then uh, they did the two theatrically because they, they needed – they reckon if they could release a couple theatrically, they'd get more money from abroad.
1: Mm-hmm. And, right.
0: And it uh, as it worked out, uh, I think they made the whole thing for about 100000 or less than that.
1: People are willing to work cheap in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And, uh,
0: yeah, this is like the fall of communism. You know, there's right. not a lot of work going around. And, uh, um, but uh, as it worked out, it, it made a lot of
1: money. And then he was able to go forward and do the Three Colors trilogy. Yeah, like a couple of years later, right. the Three Colors. Yeah, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. If any listeners haven't seen those, a lot of people have just seen Blue. And they think, oh, okay, that's that movie, that artsy movie. Yeah,
2: that's
0: amazing, though.
1: Yeah. How could you not
2: watch the rest of them
0: after that I know, that one? if you
1: find out there's two other ones, red and white, why wouldn't yeah. you watch them?
2: I know, at least uh, I remember... Blue was easier to find.
1: It was. It got better distribution. It got okay. a
2: lot of distribution. In fact, I, I didn't know when I first watched it that there were two other movies. Right. And mm-hmm. it took me forever to find red and white.
1: Huh. I was lucky in that I had a good video store near me that carried them, and then I later owned them. Um. <clears throat>
2: this was a fairly large video store with a fairly decent foreign selection. But they didn't have those two for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's weird, huh? <laughs> so, any other ones on on your? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of movies, but they're not really not pertinent. Uh, yeah, related.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Will, how about you?
2: Uh, I've watched more of the Turkish soap opera, <laughs> Magnificent Century, the Ottomans. <laughs> yes, about the Ottomans <laughs>
1: or the Vikings. I, I They've least
2: track. almost got their feet up. but somebody has has pointed out the problem of coming in the room and stumbling over the ottoman Mm. dick van dyke yeah
1: the great british actor
2: (laughs) yes uh i think i have four more episodes would be sad when it's over it's it's super cheesy it's pretty bad uh i watched a terrible film yesterday called under the tuscan sun Hmm. Ooh, it was, I think, supposed to be a rom-com, but it was short on both.
0: Is it one of those about relocating to some ideal French countryside? Yeah, sort of thing? Like wealthy white and... woman. Yeah,
2: on just after divorce, she's a writer. She never writes, and
0: so this is like the rom-com. So, so when it's the woman who's just divorced, uh-huh. uh huh, it's like a rom. Come in italy or france but if it's a man then it it's a horror movie and he's confronting his failures and stuff like that but it's basically the same story
2: yeah i wonder if you could mix those two yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the same movie uh, i think you could and then i just watched one called the african doctor a french film about <clears throat> a uh african doctor from zaire who Basically, it's Northern Exposure. Again, I keep watching Northern Exposure films. Very popular. I think it's one of the seven storylines. There's fish out of water. Uh There's Northern Exposure. The doctor goes to a small town and has Mm -hmm. to deal with the insular population there. Like Doc Hollywood. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, It was based on a true story. Uh, He goes to this tiny little French village, and he actually studied in France and... Had the opportunity to be M- MumbuTu's personal doctor, but wisely turned it down. Okay. And uh, of course, you know nobody will. the The town is not so much racist as they're just so set in their ways that any little change is going to register. Never mind a, a black family moving into town, and mm-hmm. then the doctor, but uh, it works out for him.
0: Yeah. Did you watch House yet? I lent you the.
2: No, I need to watch House. Uh, I've not been watching much though. Okay.
1: You mean the one with William Cat, <laughs> <laughs> or the one with Hugh Laurie? Uh, the...
2: the. one with Hugh Laurie. The and series. William Cat. <laughs> okay. It That's was a... the pilot.
1: had <laughs> the greatest American hero and the greatest rare disease doctor. Uh huh. So what else, Will?
2: Uh, I think that's probably about it.
1: Hmm. I have a few. Um, Of course, uh, as the listeners may have known previous, but we'll repeat it. On New Year's Day, Jolian put something excellent into his eye holes, and uh, I stole that idea a couple years ago. I started with Godfather 2, I believe. And uh, I don't remember what I did last year. Still
2: Godfathering.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Godfather 2, Tokyo Drift. Uh, and then, um I don't remember what I did last year, but then this this year 2017 I kicked it off with Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. which still holds up. it's still beautiful Yeah, um, that film. it's great. I mean, there's like every every single frame of it's like a like a beautiful black and white photo
0: yeah and uh John John Alton, didn't it yeah I think so yeah. I, think,
1: I think that is yeah so um of course, Orson Welles I mean, back then, you were a grown-up when you were 26. Or I think he was 26 when he made it. Now you're not a grown-up till you're about, I don't know, 40, 46 <laughs> yeah. 56. I'm still waiting. Uh, yeah, I don't know yet.
2: Yeah, there's this picture of Charles Schultz uh, who did Peanuts. And he says his drawing table, and he's kind of dressed up. Uh, he at least has his button-up shirt on. He looks like he's about 45. And then you look at the caption, it's like Charles Schultz, 18 or something. (laughs) You're like, wow, he hasn't even gone to war yet. He already looks like an old man. Yeah.
1: People grew up back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hear the entire story of Buddy Holly and what he did. And I've mentioned this before. And, you know, he did all this stuff like a grown up and it's like, tragically died. Yeah novel idea dies he died terribly. so young
2: he didn't have to really grow up though <laughs> he was
1: 23 yeah but he did so much
2: mm. and that... true but he never had a mortgage <laughs> or any real grown-up thing
1: <laughs> i don't know maybe he did <laughs> but i think about that like you know you'd know that by the time charles schultz was 40 he probably felt like an old man
2: yeah i imagine yeah. he rolling around in his big pile of cash. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep you
1: young. Uh so let's see. So I I watched uh, Citizen Kane and then uh, a more recent one, The Shallows, which is mm. that shark movie from last year that had oh. Blake Lively in it. Yeah. Uh I actually was ready to just watch it with an open mind and and uh if it wasn't great, I was willing to accept that and watch the whole thing anyway. It was actually pretty good. It's, it's, uh, there's some of this stuff where, you know, the shark seems to have an opinion and uh, some ulterior (laughs) motives and (laughs) some grudges that I, just like Jaws, I really don't think sharks work that way.
0: Yeah, we watched Jaws 2 a while ago and uh, got an agenda. I really want to
2: edit the shark out of Jaws 2, so Roy (laughs) Schreider's just completely nuts. Jaws without Jaws. Jaws without Jaws. I think it would be a... fantastic follow-up to jaws He's so traumatized by that shark yeah he believes that it's coming again but it's it's not really
0: yeah that 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 township works really hard to kill themselves off they don't need a shark
1: they're willing to jump into the meat grinder aren't they yeah
0: (laughs) they collide with each other and there's that there's that awesome scene in jaws 2 where the uh the woman like tortures herself
2: (laughs) i don't remember it's been a long time (laughs) oh
0: you know the poster
2: uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. this movie is not a great movie, but it yeah. has a great poster. Yeah. And, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you got that huge, great white coming up behind a water skier.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I forget who the artist is. Sorry, but um, yeah. So that that scene is like uh uh chomps down on the water skier. Yeah.
2: And okay. then the woman
0: who's like piloting the boat. Yeah. Uh, she's like looking around, <laughs> and then she gets rammed, and she's and uh. And so she thinks the the best way to fend off a shark is to grab up a, a t- can of gasoline and oh. whack it. <laughs> so she gets gasoline all over herself. Yeah. And then, of course, the next movie is to fire a flare pistol at it.
2: OK, I remember that. Well, yeah,
1: as you do <laughs> when you're covered yeah. in gasoline. Wow. I, I want to watch Jaws too now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the next time you see her, she's all toasty and she, she washes up on Roy Scheider when he's... Waiting around in the shallows.
1: Yeah. So the shallows. Mm, Barbecue. (laughs) So watch that one if you feel like watching more. It's real surf and turf there. (laughs) Smart sharks. Uh, Then I watched, um, because I I know I told you guys and listeners who did listen last time, that I subscribed to Shudder. And uh, they had Lair of the White Worm, Mm. which I knew was coming out on on Blu-ray or at least DVD. Does that hold up? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I remember enjoying this so much uh, when it came out on video. And uh, I have to admit to having a little bit of a crush on Amanda Donahoe after seeing her in that movie. I mean, she's just, yeah. she is perfection, this woman. It's like her skin is flawless. Her figure is perfect. It, mm. She's got that quirky kind of smile. And, um, and she is just up to something through this whole movie and doesn't care that, you know, that it shows. She's like, mm. eh. Yeah, I'm up to something. (laughs) And uh, without spoiling the movie at all, I will say that... The bad guys went. Well, yeah. No, wait. No, I don't think they do. Anyway, uh, without spoiling it, um, I will say it's got uh, a very young Hugh Grant and a very young uh, Peter Capaldi in it. And uh, they both do a great job. And uh, it's it's a less foppish, stammering Hugh Grant. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Um, He's more in control of his self, you
2: know. No, he, he became that character after
1: Not, know, Notting Hill or something.
2: Yeah, Four Weddings and a Funeral Yeah, or one of those.
1: Yeah, where I could imitate it for you but I won't. Um <laughs> I won't <laughs> be offended.
2: Don't. Just just <clears throat> drop in a clip here.
1: Yeah, I, I could <laughs> but but, but this is sort of if if if, if I if, if it did would. sort of, Okay, first of all, I that's all you do is just a couple of words and a lot of tripping on yourself. Mm-hmm. So he was doing a lot of that for a lot of years, but before that he was in Lair of the white worm, which
3: right.
1: uh, it's not a worm. It's a snake. Yeah, it's just worm was another word for snake back in the ancient times in the way back. And, um, Hey, maybe this thing's coming back around and eating people. That's what this movie's about. Uh, it's really cool though. It's definitely worth a look. And, um, I assume it was all filmed on location in England. Uh, Ken Russell directed this, and I thought, mm. you know what? I know this guy did Altered States, and I looked. It's like, what else did I see that I liked from him? And I know Crimes of Passion uh, was one that came up. Uh, yeah. Which I remember that having really crazy color design to it. I don't remember if I liked it. I, I didn't like it. I remember liking how it looked.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I did if I liked it that much, I would have probably at some point watched it again.
2: I've not seen that one. And
1: Gothic, yet. which I'm not sure I watched.
2: Oh, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I saw Gothic. It was... And then a bunch of other stuff that didn't look interesting so, to me. So you,
0: you, didn't, you haven't heard of The Devils?
1: The Devils. I'll write it down now, though. Oh. That's like...
0: That would be hard to find. Uh, they haven't actually properly released it for a long, long time. Hmm it's online we'll probably
2: find it in five minutes <laughs> right? I had a hard time watching tonight's movie uh, getting a copy to download oh yeah movie. you had a hard
1: time watching it
2: <laughs> I bet too it's a little <clears>
0: traumatic <throat> but yeah The Devils uh, that's like one of the movies that kicked off the whole non exploitation thing in the oh, nice. early 70s okay. Oliver Reed oh, nice. oh it's good I totally will watch that yeah it's pretty extreme. The, the most complete version I've seen, ironically, was a Spanish release. But, uh, yeah, that that really needs to come out properly. I'm sure Criterion is listening right now. Get they, on it.
1: Yeah, they usually do.
0: So, <clears throat> yeah, we want the devils.
1: Uh, real quick, I did start two other things and then some television. But uh, I started watching uh, Santa Sangre, Um the 1989 film yeah didn't get very far into it but um, that's because I was tired and oh. didn't want to like not do it right so does I'm not does gonna... translate to blood Santa yes blood Santa <laughs> <laughs> bloody Santa uh, and then the series The Crown started that got a few episodes Santa Sangre is amazing yeah, it looks yeah, great. Amazing. I, uh, I started to nod and I said, "I'm going to do this right. I'm oh. going to shut it off now."
0: Okay, I've got it on Blu-ray. For rather than
1: struggle Crown? through.
2: Is that for pointy hat?
1: <laughs> the <laughs> Crown is about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, uh,
2: we started. Well, I didn't watch. I watched the first episode, and Jean watched it all.
1: Did she? Um, did she binge through it?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Kalen was ready to binge through as well, uh, and we we did binge through in. A couple of days, uh, Insecure and Divorce, a couple of series. Is, uh, but enough about that, um, uh, we had a really wickedly bitter snow day,
3: mm.
1: and, uh, it was, you know, when I said we should postpone, the, the snow they promised that was going to blow in that evening, which would have been while we recorded, didn't come in until the next morning, but...
2: Well, it, it came in that night. Well, I guess it did it in the overnight. It snowed all night. Yeah,
1: it did in the overnight, yeah. So we made it through I don't want to tell people too much about Denver, but it's 60 degrees today. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. So we lived to tell about it and uh had a snow day to watch a couple movies and that was cool. So, Son of Godzilla. Yay. Mm. Now,
2: 1967.
1: Seven. <laughs> Let me start by saying this, Julian. Um
2: Okay, I'm going to I'm going to be in for it tonight. Aren't I I <laughs> We're, well, no. Okay. First off, Richard suggested this, not Jolian.
1: It was my fault, and I know this because I was editing the episode, and I, you know, I had just watched the movie the night before, and I said to myself, what the hell is wrong with him saying we should watch this? And so I started editing the episode, and I went, that was me. I said yeah. something about snow. Jolien said there's a Godzilla movie with snow in it, and I said, oh, great, what is it? We should watch it. And... I will say you didn't warn us how lighthearted it was.
0: What's wrong with that?
1: <laughs> will do you have any opinions on what was wrong with how lighthearted it was?
2: Uh, eh, I don't, I've never really cared for the lighthearted Godzilla's, but they're okay. I watched this at one and a half times faster <laughs> because yeah. I watched it the, uh, like right before we were supposed to record. Right. Um, I have to say the monsters look incredible, moving a little bit faster.
1: Oh, yeah, the spider and...
2: All of those, the they praying, look really good.
1: The Praying mantis. Well, actually,
0: the... Uh... Should I be really nerdy this evening? <laughs> I hope you will. Please <laughs> okay. do. Yeah. Uh, the first Godzilla movie to have a snowy ending was the second one. Okay. Uh, and in uh, that one, he ends up going and they they bomb up some uh, snowy mountains and bury him in ice oh, but yeah. anyway uh that that movie he fights Angelas and uh, um, they when they were looking at their footage they realized they instead of filming over cranking and slowing it down so they give them some weight mm-hmm. they'd gone the other way so they were moving too fast but uh, a Tsuburaya, liked the frenetic yeah. kind of savagery brought to it and so he kept it as fast combat. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, uh, I think because they were insects, they looked they looked great. They didn't look quite as puppy, puppety. Mm. Uh, I want one of those. Yeah, they were mantis-
0: big uh, marionettes. Yeah,
2: they're huge. They had like quite.
0: I mean, some people say it's ten, or some people say it's twenty people, puppeteers working at once to do I those things. That, yeah. Because you had you know you have eight-legged
2: things, creature and, and, and
1: jaws
2: and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty complicated setup. Yeah. So give us a little brief history of your um of your romance with Godzilla. When did you uh, fall I, in love with him and I you're...
0: like this one. This is the second one I ever saw. Okay. The first one I saw was the previous movie, which is the previous Tropical Island entry. Was which this Ebera? I saw it as Ebera Terror of the Deep. It's got I think it's called Godzilla vs. the sea monster yes. now. Yes. Yes. But uh the, you know, they standardise the English titles now. Um but yeah, I remember seeing that and being very happy watching that. Uh and then and then the next one I saw would, would be this one. Uh, and I, I realised that they they weren't gonna you can't do like terrifying nuclear atrocity grim Godzilla every time. Mm-hmm. no if you're going to make a series out of it it's going to change and oh, certainly. uh yeah aged super i just didn't want to do something to scare kids so the series like i'm basically from the third one onwards got light like king hearted. converse it was comedy yeah. uh so yeah i i don't i don't mind this being light-hearted i enjoy the heck out of it it looks very bright and uh, it's got a good cast in it and uh yeah i, I just like the look of it and it's it's fun stuff
2: i just want the monster fights yeah
0: you get plenty of those
2: i can skip all the dialogue (laughs) this this has i don't need some better monster fights in it i don't Mm -hmm. need to know who's what's going on with the people on the island or
1: the the (laughs) people they always felt like an unnecessary aggravation to me as a kid yeah
2: ah get to the yeah yeah when i was a kid yeah yeah definitely i still feel that way
0: now I'm more I'm familiar with the who the people are because I've seen them in lots of other oh, films. yeah, I can totally see And then totally you see them see recurring in this one. Like uh, 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 the guy who plays Morio is Kenji Sahara and he was in like 11 or something Godzilla movies. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's got, yeah, it's got lots, of, lots of familiar faces, yeah. Uh, Yoshio Tsuchiya who is in several Kurosawa movies. Uh, he's the guy who like really wigs out. <laughs> Furukawa you know he's all sweating he wants to get off the island and yeah uh, yeah he's in, He's a bunch of Kurosawa movies but he was uh, he was an interesting uh, is he still around but he, he's an interesting character because he, he was really into uh, UFOs he wrote a few books about UFOs oh neat and uh, so he's really into them so he was really up for any science fiction movies they put him in that's neat so like yeah so you know he'd be in Seven Samurai or Redbeard or something and and then he'd be doing godzilla movies and he'd be perfectly happy
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know something interesting about this <clears throat> let me ask you guys how often in a year do you see a cardinal like a really st- striking uh specimen of a cardinal or or a red bird or a... i saw a bishop <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about butterflies or
0: no no birds oh birds okay
1: um like a blue jay, like a really striking. Oh yeah, blue jay. Blue
0: we, have a, we have a pair that, well a pair or or a series of pairs that come around our garden.
2: Yeah, we okay. have a couple of blue jays now.
1: So we don't see a lot of cardinals here, do we? Mm-mm. No, the, the I... red birds are pretty rare.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: So people in Godzilla movies seem like less surprised to see Godzilla than I am to see a cardinal, <laughs> and I'm fairly surprised to see a cardinal here here in the greater Denver area. I'll occasionally see a red bird and go, oh,
2: wow, look well, at this, that. What, what movie was this in the series? Like seven or eight? This is number eight. <laughs> number eight? You're getting used yeah, to it. Yeah, by them. the time you're used to Godzilla, they're like, oh, well.
1: Loki's destroying Godzilla. Tokyo again. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's Godzilla. I mean, this was a boom. Like the, the, like 66 to 68 monster movies and ghost movies. Yeah. It was, there was a huge amount. Like every major studio was making them.
1: So can we say they were marketing this one to kids? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because it sure seemed that way. Yeah. And it didn't have uh, the little boy who could communicate with them, or the little fairy twin girls. Those are moths. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what they're all about. But, um, but this one had uh, no kids in it, if I remember right, mm-hmm. which yeah. is nice.
0: Yeah, you have the you have the the woman who's found on the island. Mm-hmm. Like in Ebury, you have uh, Kumimitsuno turns up, and in this one, it's uh, uh, Beverly Maida. But uh, yeah, There's no no children.
2: Yeah, I uh, I don't remember apart from which. Manila. <laughs> I believe uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong was the first one I watched, and then I saw a bunch of these. So Godzilla was always kind of goofy and yeah. fun, and then you watch <clears throat> the first one and right. you like. What the series? hell is this yeah. it's
0: dark when I was in uh, Japan people would come round where I was staying and uh, I'd show them that scene of the aftermath and they say what is this this is a documentary about Hiroshima or something yeah and then say, "No, it's, it's, it's Godzilla. Godzilla because you know especially in America you grow up with watching uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon or, yeah yeah know, they were watching all watching Joe Belushi John Belushi yeah Taking the Mickey and,
2: I don't remember. I know, yeah. Uh, I remember Perry Mason was in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He, yeah. He's in he's in the uh, the Americanized version of the first one. They yes. cut him in right? King of the Monsters. Yeah. yeah, and then they put Raymond him into a Godzilla, which was uh, the nineteen eighty five American which they, yeah, they version of the eighty four
2: one. Godzilla nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I remember enjoying that as a kid.
1: <laughs> as yeah. a kid.
2: Yeah. yeah, when it came the, out. Uh, I, the
0: confused. Japanese version of that is good. Yeah. I, I like it anyway. For what that's worth. But uh...
1: So we can't really um, blame you for this not feeling like a sinister, uh, dangerous Godzilla movie. Because uh, no. you didn't pick it. Uh, I, I, I I like it. I and yeah, okay. I think
0: that the uh, the spider, the Kamonga, is, is yeah, fantastic. Pretty uh yeah. good looking and he's he's quite a creepy creature.
1: Yeah. They did a really good job with with the, yeah, the praying mantai and music and... and stuff. Yeah, the yeah.
0: Kamakiras.
1: Yeah. what what were the Americanized names for them? Yeah.
0: Uh Gimantus. <laughs> G- And then Kamonga became Spaga. <laughs> yeah. Spider with a G. Yeah. Kamakiras comes from um uh, praying Mantis is kamakiri. Okay. Kama means sickle. Okay. farmer's sickle. And the kiri bit comes from grasshopper, which is, which is a yabukiri.
1: Okay.
2: So a sickle grasshopper.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
2: It's grasshopper with a sickle.
1: It's a very descriptive <laughs> name. Um. So I, I actually liked a lot about this movie. Um, yeah. I think if they had a different... A different soundtrack to it, if it weren't so whimsical and jazzy. And... This
0: is, uh, yeah, Masaru Sato. And he's he's done a lot of soundtrack, classic soundtracks for Kurosawa, and tons of stuff. I really love him. I've, I've probably got more of his soundtracks than any other soundtrack composer. Wow. Uh, very varied. He's a, he's another one, like John Barry, he start, started out as a jazz musician. Okay. So he can adapt, and I think, well, that's my theory. He, he can adapt and go with whatever emotions things and uh so he he does all sorts of movies comedies war movies dramas right so yeah so you know this this decade he'd have been doing yojimbo which is like a, an amazing score and okay so several of the kurosawas and, and then uh and then so so they they give him these movies and it's, a, it's like uh these are light-hearted tropical
1: make it jazzy make adventures
0: it fun. yeah um yeah he's not gonna do the solemn marches that you got in the Akira Fukube
1: right.
0: scores. So if you're expecting that, then you're going to be disappointed. But you're going to be disappointed <laughs> with the entire movie if, you, if you're expecting <laughs> right. the solemn.
1: Yeah. yeah, nothing sounded sinister, and mm-hmm. so that's the part that kind of put me off at first. I thought, uh-huh. well, this is a this this is a frivolous sounding kind of. Well,
0: uh, when uh, ujimbo came out, because like samurai movies had been pretty s- straightforward heroic dramas except for every time kurosawa came and, yeah. and did something um so yujimbo comes out and it's like this it's so satirical and the 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 hero is this he just turns up in this town because it is just completely random he just like throws mm-hmm. a stick uh and you know he's he's an anti-hero and and then the whole soundtrack is like kind of jazzy and it's like taking the mickey out of it you know it's mm-hmm. like this is not respecting the clean cut hero samurai yeah so yeah people were pretty upset by that
1: at the time oh yeah i could see that happening um and the soundtrack can really tell you how to feel about what you're watching mm-hmm. and i don't know if any kind of music i mean you could take the music from the shining and i don't think it would have made uh manila is that, is that how we <laughs> say his name
0: yeah there's, there's there's several ways of saying his name. Right?
1: There's Minya Minya Manila
0: Manila. yeah. I mean, it, the nickname for the the creature on the set was Mini Godzilla. Okay. So Minya Minya
1: Mini, Mini yeah. basically. So so he he looks goofy. Yeah, let's let's be clear. He's silly looking. Uh somebody somebody who was being unkind to this movie said in their review that uh that he looked like a boiled frog, I think. <laughs> I that's think that's what close. he said. That's fair enough. It was bleached or boiled, I forget which. Yeah.
2: So what was his relation to Godzilla?
0: Well, you don't know if he's actually his son.
2: Yeah. Or, he's like,
0: or hey, if he's yeah. just another of the species that is, that's what is I sending out he these just, signals.
2: Yeah. Godzilla was and like... And does he grow up <laughs> and be another Godzilla?
0: Well, he doesn't. He's like, in this movie, it like over a really short period of time, he goes from being this, like, puppet character to yeah. being this, like, thing that's half Godzilla's size. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and just then he just Yeah, so then he turns up in uh, Destroy All Monsters mm-hmm. and uh, Godzilla's Revenge, which is a, a dream. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't develop any further.
1: Yeah. there's that's a too there, bad. There was a chart that shows how he's supposed to grow into the Godzilla... <laughs> Um, sort of form and it's just like the first two stages are really goofy looking and then he kind of looks halfway morphed into Godzilla and Mm. then small Godzilla big Godzilla (laughs) so I've seen the chart the evolutionary chart of how he's supposed to grow up Um, I mean I don't mind him for kids but I also don't mind Teletubbies for kids. I don't want to watch them though, <laughs> okay. and so, Fair enough. <laughs> so I, I found him very silly. And uh,
0: he, he's played by uh, Little Man Mao Chan, yeah. which is the uh, the uh, name, the wrestling name. This pro wrestler guy. He'd, he'd be like the uh, he'd be like that Leprechaun character in WWE. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So he's his pro wrestler. His his actual name is Masao Fukasawa. Uh, so he he played dwarves in lots of movies. He was in like uh, the Lost World or Sinbad, and he was in a movie called Dwarf where he plays the dwarf. Oh, um, and but he uh, another monster he played was the baby Polgasari, uh, I think in 1985, at least according to Japanese wiki. Hmm. But yeah, um, and then Godzilla was played by three different people.
1: In this one. Mm-hmm. So they, oh, they use the original guy the, for the... why
0: the suits vary. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, the original yeah. guy played most of the time is Haruo Nakajima. Who you've met, right? Uh, no, I, I did the poster for his appearance. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. And uh, he plays in the water scenes because he was the only performer who had a scuba license.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, dude, we need you.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So when, when he's coming up out of the water or when he's you know, swimming around it, that's Haro Nakajima. But they needed someone who's taller than him, so he could pair off with Manila. right, and uh, make a size difference. <clears throat> so they got in this like a guy who, he, he, he was like a baseball player. Mm-hmm. He'd been with the Hankyu Braves, uh, named uh, Seiji Onaka, and he'd been in a bunch of horror movies. He'd, uh, he'd been in Rodan, and uh, he has he has two roles in King Kong vs Godzilla. But he he'd like a. Uh, he'd left the Hankyu braves and he'd he gone to work for toho and uh so they had him in because he was tall but then one lunch break they were playing uh, baseball yeah and uh the ball went down this drain and so he he went to get it and the the drain cover fell on his hand and Broke his arm. In, in, injured his hand so he couldn't so they so they brought in another monster actor named hiroshi sekita Who'd uh, he he he'd worked with Harunakajima Nakajima before he played um you know War of the Gargantuas?
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: Uh, Sekito was uh, Sanda, and Nakajima was uh, uh, Gaira.
1: They wrecked a lot of buildings in that, if I remember right. Oh yeah, yeah. They had one of those
0: fantastic. Oh yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Battle Royale in the city. But Yeah, so there's three different people playing Godzilla. So you, that's where you see a little variation in the suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also the <clears throat> this suit is the main one is is pretty unpopular uh he, they they kind of changed him to fit manila instead of the other way around yeah so it, it, his eyes are bigger and friendlier
1: yeah yeah noticed it yeah right away in fact <laughs> uh yeah the the kind of googly eyes um they were trying to humanize him a little mm-hmm. that's kind of what it felt like like oh yeah, make-
0: he's a parody of a japanese dad he's this <laughs> kind of you know, there's lots of comedies at the time about salarymen who'd be like entirely absent. They go off to the office, and then you go out drinking with your office, or you go, and then you end up as a, at a lonely bar somewhere, and then you'd hardly ever see your family. Right. <laughs> so that, you know, they're the kind of national heroes of the day, and uh, as well as being these comedic characters that people people make fun of because they were like these absent dads, yeah, uh, and they'd be drunk a lot. So uh, Just like Godzilla Yeah, so he's he's this kind of poor dad <laughs> <laughs> Trying to teach his, his son to breathe fire
1: And and he does this by stomping on his tail <laughs> So, uh, okay, first of all I have to say that Will and I both had a false memory Of this um, of this young monster being called Godzuki mm. And I think that was because of the cartoon Or somebody just referring to him as Godzuki I think he
2: was just referred to as that
1: Maybe he was... After the cartoon came out?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it would have been uh, after the cartoon. I think that just became the name for that little Godzilla.
1: Yeah, and so Godzuki... Because I
2: never saw the cartoon.
1: I don't Uh, feel like I did either. um, But maybe... Yeah,
2: I I don't believe I ever watched that show. So (laughs) I just remember seeing this movie and everybody's saying oh that's godzuki yeah and that just stuck
1: so he's not i may have
2: read it somewhere
1: he's not godzuki no now that we've established that uh he does blow smoke rings like Mm -hmm. a doofus and how does his drunk uh company man dad teach him how to breathe fire (laughs) he stomps on his tail yeah stomps on his tail (laughs) that's how you do it and you know what this reminded me of there's this great footage of some kid who's like well, gee, I can't go in there because I can't swim. And John Wayne picks up this kid and chucks him in the pond. Right. You ever yeah. seen that? Yeah. It reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you're going to murder a child if that kid drowns. So he stomps on his tail. He breathes fire. Now they can team up and, you know, roast the spider eventually. Uh, the spider throws a lot of um, nylon twine at people, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can cut right through it with a lighter. Yeah, that's nice. I like that.
2: It looked like plumber's tape.
1: It kind of did, like the Teflon tape. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, there's um in uh, Japanese folklore, there's a, a creature called the Tsuchigomo, the Earth Spider. Hmm. Uh. So there's you know the stories of it as as a standard monster, a giant spider. There's like a, there's a good one in um, the Demon of Mount Oyay, but um. Uh, it's interesting to read up in the background of it because it may have been one of those stories where they they um, they take a group of people and they in the stories about it, uh, they kind of demonize them by mm-hmm. making them out as monsters. So there was this like rebels in the mountains
2: who became the spiders.
0: Yeah, they were, they were like, uh, so they're demonized as this earth spider.
2: Hmm.
1: So this so this, like a lot of things, fits into Japanese folklore. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um this movie has scientists in it. It does seem like there are military strategists, engineers, or scientists versus Godzilla in most of the movies. Yeah. Is that about right? Yeah. Now one of the critics who I read uh, talked about there being this this uh holy trinity of uh, of scientists. Let me see. I wrote it down here. <clears throat> scientist, reporter, and chick. <laughs> his his word, not yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah,
0: and you get that in the first one, don't you? You get the naval guy and the the woman and the scientist. Right. Sarazola yeah. And...
1: Yeah. There's always somebody who is like, I don't have to play by those rules because I'm a blank reporter in this case. Mm-hmm. And then there's the attractive woman who's like, I think I know what to do, hee hee, um, but I'm attractive. so. She,
0: well, she's not dumb in, in she's the not. movies. Like, uh, you know, especially in the first one, she's she's the one who gets everyone moving. Yeah. Like people who are reluctant to do things and she, she pushes them.
1: And she's not afraid to feed coconuts to Godzuki. Oh, in, in this one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Manila. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Or Minya, as I like yes. to call him.
0: Yeah, several of the cast members are in this series called the Young Guy series. Isn't okay, was, don't know uh, it. Youth-oriented British show, yeah, it's, right? <laughs> young ones. Oh, <laughs> it it's, it's one of those Japanese series that don't get released in the West.
1: <laughs> we wouldn't get it. But, uh, yeah. So does it feel like does it feel like they rely on this this kind of storytelling um, because it's what? it worked once and they just it, keep doing it? Yeah, it or? works.
0: It's a good dynamic. Yeah. I and mean, um, this is like the year after uh, the Ultra series started up. Mm-hmm. And you have two of the cast members of the first Ultra series in this. Um, you have... Uh, uh, there's Kenji Sahara is in it. He plays the pilot of the start. sees the... No, He gets the interference. No, sharing. he's Morio. Uh, the pilot is played by Susumu Kurobe who, who was the first ultraman okay shin hayata he wore the silver he, suit no he wasn't the guy who wore the suit he was the human who changes into ultraman oh okay uh, they got the, a different get, guy for that uh, the first ultra series was uh, ultra q which is kind of kind of uh, inspired by outer limits and all those series Right. except it's almost always a giant monster <laughs> uh so he, he's like a, on, on the show he's he's this pilot named jun and then there's this his kind of comedy sidekick guy um uh, Yasuhiko Saijo who plays Ipe, and then they then they have this woman who's you know uh, comes in as the reporter type who, who's uh, Hiroko Sakurai, but uh, yeah, so this, this is like a common yeah, pattern,
1: right? It's what works. Yeah, it's not like we haven't seen patterns in you know different types of movies before.
0: Oh yeah, in, in American monster movies, you'd always get like the uh, the hero would he. he often be in the military wouldn't he right and then you had the scientist and the scientist would have a daughter right mm-hmm. so, <laughs> you'd always have that scene where uh the scientist would say something and then the military would have to have it explained more simply mm-hmm. it's I like
1: wish, letting we- all the air out of a balloon <laughs> suddenly <laughs>
0: I wish they had a line of people they'd have to get dumber and dumber for, you know, like you have the military guy and a politician and then, yeah,
1: and then a caveman. In some cases it's the same guy, but you know, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. How are scientists having such attractive daughters? That's what I want to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, n- you never see the, the mother, do you? She's, we like, don't. She's lost in some horrible accident or something. <laughs>
1: yeah that's usually <laughs> he's raising the daughter by himself yeah I think that is true yeah so we got got uh, military guy um, scientist daughter scientist the, the, off to um, the side the
0: reporter is played by Akira Kubo who was in Throne of Blood and uh, Snow Country which was really good uh, and then you got the, the guy who played this scientist in the first Godzilla movie is in this movie he's, he's uh, Akihiko Hirata uh, he's the radio operator.
1: Okay. Oh, okay.
0: In *Son of uh, Godzilla*,
1: the one who who detects all the um, interference.
0: Yeah, he's the one wearing the They show him in the uh, the lab at the start with these huge headphones that stick yeah. way above his yeah, head. Yeah, he's got
1: them way above his head. I noticed that too. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And Then another guy's wearing some, and they fit. So I'm thinking he didn't know they were adjustable. <laughs> Just like the ones we're all wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It looked great, though. I got to say that um, the the sets all looked. Pretty, yeah, and that, pretty like all
0: the computers are like blue, and yeah, all the, all the people wear the same color at any one time. You
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it
2: did look really good, yeah. and it was a nice print that I watched.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one I watched looked really sharp.
0: Yeah, the it's on DVD in this country. It hasn't come out on Blu-ray yet. And it's out on Blu-ray in Japan. But not here yet. But it looks good.
1: Do the um, Blu-rays all play universally now, or do they still have those regions? Uh, they
0: still have regions. You can get free region-free players. And... Are they terribly yeah. expensive? Uh, or there, no? There's some Blu-rays that come out region-free. That's good. But, uh, yeah, they're not that expensive. No.
1: Yeah. So what are what are your favorite moments in this uh, Jolien, in this Son of Godzilla? Yeah. Uh,
0: I, uh, I really like the scene where they they wake up uh, Komonga. And it like stirs, and all the the boulders are coming down, and yeah, you got the cool music going, and then it...
2: yeah,
1: that was good. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, the the big fight with the spider is pretty right. cool.
0: Yeah, because they really look like they're in trouble. and yeah. then I love the ending. It's got a great score, and the the snow's coming up. And...
1: Yeah, yeah, they got that cold snap we got. Yeah, it was pretty unexpected but uh, but then the girl explains that uh, they're just going to go into hibernation Mm -hmm. if I remember right well she uh,
0: needs to reassure the kids yeah
2: yeah yeah, that was totally to reassure kids (laughs) she's like I'm not
1: talking to you other adults just to be clear I'm telling the kids kids watching this
2: Godzilla's not dead you always rooted when Godzilla showed up
0: (laughs) yeah this went out on a double bill with happiness to you sentimental boy which I know nothing about (laughs)
2: It sounds That's like another a... giant monster movie, right? <laughs> Sensitive, boy destroyed Tokyo. Boy. <laughs>
1: Sensitive boy destroys Tokyo. Sensitive boy destroys Tokyo. Sentimental or Sentimental. Sentimental boy destroys Tokyo. Yep.
0: they had the, uh, the usual crew who did Godzilla movies. Were they? They just made um, uh, King Kong escapes. Right, came out in the summer, and this came out in December so they they've been busy doing that so a lot of people working on this were the like the support to the main crew so okay. so like the 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 usual special effects director was Eiji Tsuburaya. but he he was working on the King Kong movie and so his assistant cameraman uh Sadamasa Arakawa uh was the special effects director on this one for the first time uh and then the director was Jum Fukuda as a, as opposed to Shiro Honda and uh, he, he was better known for his you know, like the young guy movies or um thrillers he, he was he did several crime thrillers he did secret of the telegion
1: i don't know that one uh
0: there was always movies about transforming men like there's some sort of scientific accident or experiment uh-huh. and they they get transformed in some ways so there's the h-man and
1: you mean like every single marvel hero yes man yeah yeah <laughs> uh
0: so the secret to legion is this guy who's Gas, like this man. war veteran and he's <laughs> and he's he's knocking off all these these other ex-soldiers who've who've like uh tried to kill him because of they found they buried this treasure mm. and but he's he's got this teleportation machine but unfortunately it, it degenerates him every time that he uses it so he's like cracking up physically and mentally oh man but he, he's got his one of those like japanese bayonets they had with the like uh they've got grooves down them mm-hmm. to let out more blood <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but uh yeah he's he's like he just teleports in and knocks them off wow, um but yeah, but the after you know, so so Jun he wasn't really into giant monsters, but he got handed these, and uh you know this like the studio system was in collapse, and uh so there wasn't that much work to go around, so he he got saddled with several of these Godzilla movies, like he did Godzilla versus Megalon which many people cite as the worst of the Godzilla's. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. it, it's so fun. I'll um,
1: watch it. I love that one. Uh,
0: Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Godzilla vs. Gigan, and Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Um,
1: yeah, the Mechagodzilla one was one that I remember for sure seeing at... Mm-hmm. I told you guys about the bottle cap shows. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: we go to this one local movie theater in Chicago, and it's like, bring six bottle caps from this particular soda, and we'll let you in for free.
0: <laughs> but uh, it... British um, uh, fans of fantasy TV, they might remember this 1978 series, Japanese series called Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> monkey. Yeah. If, if, you're a, if you're a British person who's seen this series, the theme tune will be going in your head right now. Mm. It's such a catchy theme tune. But yeah, he directed several of those episodes as well.
1: It's the Paddy Duke theme, except for the substitute monkey, where <laughs> it would say identical cousins.
2: Yeah. Danical monkeys. Danical monkeys.
1: <laughs> uh, so um one of one of the things that came up a lot with people criticizing the movie negatively was they didn't like the overdubbing from t studios mm. who were famous for doing the dubs for the speed racer cartoons which i grew up oh, on, they, by they, the way they did a lot of asian stuff yeah uh did you feel like the the English dub was good or uh, bad? Or I think somewhere the first time it?
0: I saw it, it was dubbed because it was on British TV. Okay. But since then, I've not never watched it with a dub. I, you just I watch just, it. You, you understand I, most of the if Japanese. If I don't have to watch it dubbed, then I
1: yeah. don't. You understand most of the Japanese you hear or pretty much all uh, of it?
0: I have subtitles on.
1: Okay. but uh, so if you Yeah, when,
0: when I went to Japan, I hadn't seen most of the series the first time. So I watched all of them without subtitles. Well, they're not hard to follow,
1: really. No. (laughs) Storytelling is kept fairly simple. Yeah. It's for children.
0: Yeah, it's pretty clear. I mean, I've seen plenty of children's movies, or adult movies for that matter, where they take a simple story and they confuse the hell out of it for no reason. You know, just poor storytelling. It's uh, harder than you think to be clear about things.
1: It's funny. Sometimes I think that when they overdub movies, they're just like, well, he's saying this, but if we had him say this other thing, it would fit the lip movement better. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. Yeah.
2: I like, I notice uh, in these movies is when they'll describe a food they're eating and they'll make it an American food, but it's clearly not. All right. They're like, yay. The kids are like, yay, we're having ice cream sandwiches. And it's clearly some seaweed wrapped rice thing. that is right. onigiri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't look like an ice cream sandwich I,
0: I, uh, speaking about clear storytelling I, I enjoyed uh rogue one this star wars film but like the the last half hour or so of it is this huge multi-level battle yeah and like every line of dialogue is someone says what's happening and then someone else will explain what's going on and they just go <laughs> on and on explaining what what's <laughs> happening what needs to be done just so that you you're clear, you're clear all the time because it's, if you followed it just visually, you're,
1: you know, it's you're assumed to totally be lost. too stupid. Closed captioning for the understanding impaired. <laughs> I've noticed one thing that happens with overdubbing is that like sometimes they have to throw in a couple of extra words just to keep the lip, the lip movements yeah. going correctly. They
0: speak extra fast.
1: Yeah, they either speak too fast or they cram in a few extra words and it's always mm. so clumsy and I kind of want to just watch Japanese movies until I can find a great example of it and right. that could be like...
0: Well, the thing that happened was uh, especially when anime was breaking in um, the uh, they wanted to sell these cartoons to older kids uh, so to separate them out from children's movies they'd... Uh, make it so that there was a higher rating on it so that uh in in japanese that you wouldn't get swear words as we know them Mm -hmm, uh if you translated them literally it would be just like uh that person or that thing yeah um so what they what they did was they they made them say these you know obscenities in english just to get a higher higher rating, so oh, that they could okay. market them towards teenagers and young adults. It's, <laughs> so it's ridiculous, you know. Get you get this mild yeah. Japanese going on. Yeah, we're the, having fucking ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> 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 they, they'd be calling them calling each other really rude rude things. Yeah, like, no, they didn't say that.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, overdubs of Gamera versus. Gidron? Probably. Gidra? There's a couple of Ray-ish. women who are in a spaceship. They like, kidnap the kids. Oh, yes. Uh, Whatever, which one that is. But one of them has the worst sort of Brooklyn accent. <laughs> <laughs> it does not fit at all. Mm-hmm. Those space ladies are pretty hot.
0: Though. Yes, that's the one with Gilon in it. Mm-hmm. Chops up space gears and... Yep. And Gamera does the... Uh, the pole exercises. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> pole dancing.
2: Yeah, and
0: Gamera, he'd been around for a couple of years.
2: He does the, like, uneven bars.
1: Oh, okay. Parallel bars. Yeah. Uh,
0: so th- this was, this whole, it really accelerated this whole trend to market them towards kids. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, because Gamera always had children. Kids. You know, in the first movie, he was kind of indifferent to them, but then he kind of links up with this kid from the lighthouse but yeah then after that
1: he was always rescuing kids and... so how many proper like godzilla movies from japan are there from beginning to present are there a dozen are there oh, 20 there's, there's
0: over two dozen now?
1: Yeah. over two dozen uh where does this one stand with you as far as like if is it somewhere in the middle is it somewhere higher up is this one of your favorites or no
0: uh i would say it's a favorite i enjoy watching it every time so it's around number 14. Or so. <laughs> no, I don't like it because it is like the one of the first two I saw.
1: Okay. So, yeah. so it's got the sentimental, the sentimental boy. Right. <laughs> ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, it gives you, you know, a whole bunch of monsters. Yeah.
1: Can't argue that. Yeah. You get a mess of monsters. And then after this movie, they started calling it Monster Island.
0: Yeah, they actually refer to Monster Island kind of jokingly in this one. Yeah. But then in Destroy Monsters, they established that by 1999, they've corralled all the monsters onto this island in the Ogasawara group. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where they all live in harmony.
2: Yeah. Or yeah that's do they? Where they fight all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you <laughs> put bets on them. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. It's I not would...
2: really an island, though. It's a peninsula
1: that's true huh look at a map people come on you know, you know. No, that's a
2: simpsons joke they sent <laughs> lisa uh, she's being sworn as president in the future uh-huh. and they're like stop she's gotten a bad grade and whatever she got a b once so they're like we sentence you to monster island don't worry it's just a name it's actually a peninsula <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that <sighs> so um Yeah, I enjoyed this. I I didn't feel bored for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I wasn't expecting it to be whimsical or lighthearted. So I was a little surprised uh, throughout the movie going, wow, it's still being whimsical. Okay. (laughs) Um, And look at those big human-like eyes on Godzilla. Mm. Uh, We
0: got cuter after this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this happened, but, you know, that didn't make me dislike the movie. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I would tell anybody who wants to introduce themselves to the Godzilla movies, find a few of the scary ones, you know, first, the more menacing ones. I never really feel scared by a Godzilla movie, but I feel like, oh, there's this threat, there's this menace of this giant
0: yeah.
1: uh, radioactive it depends creature. depends
0: on how old you are if, when you're coming to them, I suppose.
1: Yeah, if you're
3: five,
0: I'm, you're going to yeah, be... Yeah, so, so I was, must have been nine-ish when I saw these two Tropical yeah. Island ones, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, I mean, as Blue Oyster Cult put it, um, he picks up a bus and he throws it back down. That's watch, scary, yeah, I can right? Watch
0: anything with a monster in it.
1: Wades through the buildings toward the center of town. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. that's scary. Right. Uh, finding a mashup or any kind of a mix that, that pits the... Um, Nirvana song Smells Like Teen Spirit up against the Blue Oyster Cult song Godzilla, mm. which are arguably the same song. <laughs> Not easy to find. I was really disappointed. Oh. There were some bands poorly recorded playing it live, but I wanted some smart DJ to take one song and mix it up against and in, in, in amongst the other song. And I looked for a good solid hour and found nothing. You have Garage mm. Band. I should do it myself, you right? A,
2: yeah, if you want it. Don, do it yourself.
1: This drops tomorrow, so I can't. But. Um, well, not, not on okay. this one, but you for can next do time. it in the future.
0: I'll send you a link for the Rick Astley Nirvana
1: mashup. <laughs> I think I ran across and didn't listen to it, but yeah, please do. Oh, yeah, That works. Yeah, uh, but yeah, send me the link. I would love to just click on it and listen to that one. Um, So yeah, Blue Oyster Cult obviously loved the Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Um don't think uh, they're speaking Japanese in the background of that one part. They are. Are they really?
0: Yeah, they're saying um, emergency radio broadcast. Uh, Godzilla's attacking Ginza.
1: So they really are? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They had a
2: Godzilla that would come on stage with
1: them. I know. I saw him in person. Did you? <laughs> I saw Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, shit, because there was uh a... Back in the 80s.
2: I, I'm ashamed to admit it was on Reddit, Unresolved Mysteries, but somebody was writing about uh, Godzilla because there were no photos of it online. And they were getting conflicting reports of people who'd seen it, people who may have seen it. Mm,
1: I saw it twice. Sweet. So yeah. So you
2: could have told them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, eventually somebody did <clears throat> post a photo of it. Uh, doesn't seem like they know where it went, though. So you it's know, kind of lost. It's not the, the kind ages. of
1: thing that's turn in the up, broom closet. Uh,
0: Pee wee movies.
2: I would. Um, I'd like to think that it's in yeah some storage unit somewhere. Somebody's gonna buy.
1: Do you remember my story about the what, what? Uh, girlfriend dosing me on LSD <laughs> <laughs> by accident? And, and uh, we were um, <clears throat> as the story went, Metallica was supposed to open for Ozzy, and it was gonna be awesome. And uh, Cliff Burton died in that bus accident. And so they replaced Metallica, who were reeling with, what do we do, Uh, with Blue Oyster Cult, who had been really kind of reeling with, where do we get a job? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, uh, I had seen them a few years before, and they were kind of at the top of their game, maybe on their way down a little. And they Uh had a Godzilla prop that came up. From behind the drum set. Uh-huh. Curtains open. There it was. Eyes lit up. Fire came out. Whatever. And it looked pretty damn good.
0: It wasn't way too small.
1: Right. Now, it no. <laughs> the, the, was smaller than the real Godzilla would be. Now, when they come back around opening for Ozzy, not the headliner, their opening act sized Godzilla was more of a Godzuki. <laughs> and it didn't look great.
0: Was it big uh, enough to knock over Stonehenge?
1: It was big enough to knock over Stonehenge, but I do remember the drummer, after playing a drum solo, winged his drumsticks up over his shoulders, and they stuck into it because it was made of some kind of foam. Yeah. <laughs> did that on purpose. Nice. Yeah. Fuck Reddit. I know this happened because I saw it twice, and only okay. one of those times was I...
2: Well, unexpl- it, was on- <laughs> it was only questioned because it was odd that there were no pictures. So if you of this thing, if you
1: Google this, everywhere. there's no pictures.
2: Uh, mm. There are now. Okay, <laughs> but this was probably six months ago or so. Oh my god! Uh, it was just a nice mystery that didn't involve murder.
0: <laughs> Talk about uh, Godzilla suits turning up. Um, <laughs> the uh, for the the suit they built for the second Godzilla movie. Yeah. Uh, the Americans wanted to do their own like a, another radically different edit. Uh huh. Called the Volcano Monsters, I think, where Godzilla be fighting in uh, San Francisco. Okay. And uh, so the uh, Toho shipped the The monster costumes over, but uh, they kind of got lost. And then Paul Blaisdell was working on Invasion of the Saucermen. Yeah. In '57 was that?
2: Something like that. But you
0: know, so Paul Blaisdell, wonderful. You know, he's he's always get always gets asked to make the monsters like the night before. Yeah. So like version of the sourceman I they say, Oh, we need a flying saucer. When do you need it? Uh, this morning. Okay. So he, he, ma- he makes this pretty good flying saucer and then they, and then the, having made, made this model, they say, Oh, we're going to blow it up. So, uh, so they rig it up for explosives and then to take cover from the explosion, they get down behind these crates mm-hmm. and they, uh, and, of course, they're, they're down there for a while, and they see the writing on these crates is in Japanese, and they wonder what's in these crates, and they open them up. <laughs> and lo and behold, there's the Godzilla suit.
2: Wow. Did they send them back?
0: I don't know what happened with them after that. That's as far as the anecdote got, I think. Oh. But, uh, yeah, and that, so they never did their own version of Godzilla, the, the
2: second no, but, yeah. So these Movie. things
1: weren't, like caught up in customs or left on some shipping dock they made it all the way to the studios <laughs> yeah. and some jackass went i don't know what they are stick them over there
2: mm-hmm. probably because it was in japanese
1: yeah i don't know what this is uh, yeah <laughs> well, whatever you do don't get a crowbar and open it and have a peek yeah
0: so it's somewhere like behind the ark of the
1: covenant or something right yeah that's so funny because i used to get uh i, I worked for a business years ago that would ship Um, functioning credit card terminals to businesses that had malfunctioning ones. And um, of course, the customer was supposed to send the malfunctioning one back. Um, A lot of times they would contact the call center completely furious that they had not received said terminal to replace the malfunctioning one. And you'd run the tracking number. And sure enough, this thing was signed for by so-and-so on such and such date. And about 10 out of 10 times it was signed for and thrown on a shelf or underneath a counter in whatever business or restaurant it was going to. Mm, And this feels like the same thing, only giant crate full of Godzilla suits (laughs) (laughs) seems hard to lose.
0: The other thing I want to defend about these Godzilla movies is uh, people will say, Oh, these special effects are cheesy, which one of those words that always makes my hackles rise. Uh, Obviously, it's a man in a monster suit. Right. They didn't actually film giant monsters.
2: They didn't. No. This Contr- is the first I'm hearing of so,
0: this. So, yeah, big applause for whoever thought, spots these. These are actually people in suits. Really? Yeah. Because
2: I was under the impression these were real monsters, that <laughs> Japan was plagued by Godzilla.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They, Aren't they, these
2: documentaries? I thought they
1: were lizards with things glued to them, but uh, okay. They, they
0: carefully release toxic waste into the harbor until something Hey, comes that's up. how
2: we made Monster Party Beach. <laughs> but anyway...
0: It, uh there's a whole range of special effects involved in these movies right you have got map paintings composite work
1: fake m- volcano miniatures
0: those special effects were state of the art best in the world and you people just think our oh, everything was in america has been great since yeah. star wars star wars is exceptional
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: I and mean, for for a few years after that it was there was nothing like it and you had know, Close Encounters and so on, but you know you look at a lot of the other space movies at the time. Yeah, rubbish. Uh Two thousand one was exceptional. The standard special effects movies weren't way better than Japanese movies. They no. had more money going into them. Yeah. So you could build, you know, for the disaster movies, you could build a whole city, you know, really large scale
2: model, yeah,
0: buildings and things. But anyway. Uh, the Japanese special effects were, were really top notch and, and you look at their composite work especially cause, uh, there are these uh, two film studios had this uh, optical printer called the Oxbury mm-hmm. uh, 1200 Disney and Toho so Eiji Tsuburaya imported this thing and it was really expensive but it really paid off because the composite work is, is, is great in these, these yeah. movies and uh, the miniatures they were building were great. Oh so yeah! like I think up as far as Jaws, they were asking Japanese studios to make things. American studios would oh, go to, yeah. to ask the Japanese technicians to build things for them. And Japanese technicians be brought over to Korea to work on their special effects movies. And... Yeah. Um, I think I think they were uh, the Toho team was asked to make the orca boat for Jaws hmm, I don't know I'm not sure if they actually did but um, yeah so you know they're a good reputation yeah so uh, yeah good no, pretty
2: good special effects
1: no it's hard to make any kind of a fake boulder look like you're really hitting somebody with a real boulder mm-hmm. outside of that no their stuff does look good yeah. especially I I mean from childhood to present I do believe they've got some of the best miniature buildings uh, mm-hmm. for decades yeah and you see better ones now, maybe, but.
0: Well, for, now it's all digital. You can. Well, yeah. And there's programs where you can generate cities.
1: And we mm-hmm. found that out with Peter Jackson's King Kong. He said that you could actually navigate your way into a cafe and see the cigarette butts mm. in the ashtrays. Yeah. So that kind of detail that you would never see. But if you were ever in danger of seeing it, there it would be waiting for you.
0: Right. Well, especially in, in the, in the uh, Japanese movies where the monsters are smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh so like with the Gargantua movies or mothra they could build the buildings in proportion much larger so that the miniatures as you know so so called miniatures mm-hmm. are yeah. really really finely detailed.
1: Yeah. Um that always reminds me of um uh, hot fuzz when they have that uh that fist fight in the, in <laughs> the, miniature, <laughs> the miniature village. Yeah. That's got to be a like a nod to <laughs> yeah. the Japanese monster movies. I love that ending. Well, the end of that scene is great because you think the one guy's dead and he goes, this really hurts. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I would say people who, who, uh, who bag on these movies, maybe have just seen a little bit here and there. They should sit down and watch one. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something you should revisit for sure. Maybe not Son of Godzilla so much as maybe some <laughs> other ones, but.
0: Yeah, I'll watch it over and over. <laughs> but that's just <to laughs> me. I enjoyed this one
2: more than uh, Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Yeah. So that has some annoying characters in it. Yeah. I found these characters were a lot easier to take because right. they've got, like, a kid in that one, I seem to remember, and a couple of, like, One of the kid's dads and then his friend, and they're they're all, like, super annoying, super...
0: Yeah. You've got that irritating guy who gets everyone into trouble. Yeah, yeah. The comic relief guy.
1: Does that one have Jaguar in it?
0: No, that's Godzilla vs. Megalon.
2: Okay,
1: yeah. Okay, so what are are three really great ones to get someone started, Julian? The very first one. The first one, yes, which... Watch that that one twice. The the non-Raymond Burr edit. Yeah. That fucker shot Hamilton anyway, so... We don't want to watch him. Um, Burr, he's uh, great.
0: Uh, if you, in in the Godzilla movie, he he kind of he kind of does Orson Welles meets yeah. the Martians. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you, you watch uh, Raymond Burr in especially in the film noir where he's he's often the heavy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's great. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I really like him.
1: So Godzilla, 1956, 54. Wow. Okay. Okay, two more. What's a, some good starters?
0: To start with? Blame
1: me. Just to get yourself acquainted properly.
0: Uh, so, well, then you... Uh, destroy all monsters. Okay. Yes. From 68, because you you just got a ton of monsters.
1: Everybody. It's set on it's Monster a real, Peninsula. a
2: real and ensemble piece.
0: Right, and you've got the classic team, you know, the, the, the classic director and Sixth- special effects guys and... 68 music, yeah,
2: okay, and then uh, Son of Godzilla. (laughs) Uh, I think they need to watch one that's goofy,
0: yeah. So, Son of Godzilla, uh, Godzilla vs. the smoke monster is good. Oh, that is a good one. I like that. It's kind of dark and it's kind of trippy and yeah, quirky. I remember
2: that one was like really, really hard to find. For a while. So Mm. it was one of those that we had heard about, but nobody had seen it. Right. We just I remember the poster was really awesome or the artwork that we'd seen.
1: Some awesome posters, I gotta say.
0: Yeah. So So, smog monster, what year was that one? Uh seventy-two seventy-one or two. Seventy-one or seventy-two.
1: Okay, so Gojura, nineteen fifty-four, destroy all monsters, sixty-eight. Godzilla vs. Smog Monster, 72, maybe, maybe not. Okay, so there's three um, good starters. And they're
0: all from the initial run, Yeah. the Showa
1: series, as it's called. And okay.
2: then the 1999 classic, Godzilla. Ferris Bueller
1: versus Godzilla. <laughs>
2: yes, watch that one.
1: We put a bunch of fish in a gymnasium. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a terrible senior prank, doesn't it? Sounds like a terrible movie. It
2: does, doesn't it?
0: from the from the newer ones i'd go with the uh the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 92 version
1: 92 and it's
0: got one of the best soundtracks ever okay uh, i'd pick that one out of the the later series okay but uh yeah there's no clear standout from the later series
1: for me so for newer listeners um tell us about the time you were in a Godzilla movie I mean, they should hear this in case they hadn't heard that episode.
0: Uh, so we're talking about Haruo Nakajima. Okay. Who played Godzilla in most of the movies until the mid-70s. And he was going to do an appearance at the uh, Monster Palooza in Berkeley. Uh-huh. And so August Ragone, who's the esteemed author of the book Eiji Tsuburaya, Master of Monsters, uh, which you really should read, um... Yeah, he, he commissioned me to do the poster and it was going to be a huge banner to go up behind Harunaki Nakajima. And uh, so I did this poster with him and his Godzilla suit and all the monsters he played around, yeah. around him. And uh, that poster ended up in the wall of the of Gareth Edwards, who directed the second American Godzilla movie cool or so-called american because he's english and the, it was filmed in canada <laughs> but anyway uh and uh one of my old friends from japan became the brother-in-law of a second direct second unit director <laughs> but anyway so they knew about me from these various ways and and uh this they, they so i started getting these emails saying uh so uh uh, what does Godzilla eat? and Stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, and then they started they, they he told me that they would call me Godzilla's brain on the set. Oh, nice. And, uh, so then they said, uh, "Oh, would you like to come up and watch us filming it?" So I said, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> where was the filming taking place?
0: Uh, Vancouver.
1: Okay, so you went up to Vancouver for this? Yeah. Okay.
0: As it turned out, at my own expense.
1: Uh huh. <laughs>
0: hey, whatever. I wasn't paid for anything. Uh, but anyway, they um, went up to Vancouver, and then they, the studios are out in the suburbs. But they have this, um, so they, they they showed me around the uh, the interior sets where they have like the uh, have the ship, and uh, they had the, uh, the 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 huge rib cage that they mm. go into, uh, and they took me around the special effects department where they had all the um, the foam core models of the buildings and things like that and nice. they showed me some of the uh, the previous artwork and things like that and then he uh, took me out to the uh, they had this set this chinatown set they built for <clears throat> watchmen okay and then they had these uh, huge uh, green screen curtains across one end of it uh, so we had a look around that and then uh, and the um, and we came back at night for the big explosion scene ah. and they had, you know they, they rigged up this stunt man to blow him out of the nest and flying down the street. Uh, yeah. that was pretty cool to see. And then uh uh then the next day uh I went downtown and in like the main one of the main drags in the business district in Vancouver was the first unit with Gareth, Gareth Edwards and mm-hmm. uh, uh so I'd, they had this like uh, big one of the big rainy scenes with the crowd stuck in the street and uh the nurse ca- nurse character running around and and then they have, uh, and then they're reacting to the various monsters turning up. Like this, Muto f- flies over, and then Godzilla comes out the harbour. Yeah, uh, there's hardly anything left of this scene in the movie. Oh, um, it, where, but she dodges into a shelter at the end of that scene, and uh, so they, so uh, I was left standing next to the tent where Gareth Edwards was, and uh, watching everything. And then everyone who knew I was supposed to be there had drifted away because the second unit was filming like a couple of blocks away. Mm-hmm. So uh, after a while, I realized I was getting all these hostile stares and all these people <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, some of the cast and stuff. I was like, what are you doing here? And, and, uh, I, I talked to the uh, special effects guy, Jim Rydio, who's, he's like one of the, um, uh, wetter special effects oh, guys. Yeah. um, uh, yeah, I said, oh, can I ask you some questions? And he said, yeah, but then after a couple of questions he was like, who are you? Are you a reporter? I was like, no. <laughs> so uh, I, I just I just left and went off to the second unit where they are a bit more relaxed.
1: Yeah. So they were concerned about leaks. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, because you could be undercover from Fangoria because it still existed back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how did you end up in the scene you were in?
0: Oh, um, they uh near the studios they had there was this what was it? It was a Japanese company, was it Toyota? But anyway, they were filming the first the the entryway as if it was the nuclear station in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So they had all these people dressed up as engineers in white overalls. And uh and then they said, Oh, would you like to be in this scene? Said, <laughs> <"Well>, yeah, so <laughs> uh so it changed into overalls and a white helmet and and then there's we then they spaced us the headways like local you know, like asian american asian canadian actors uh spaced around this place and then on cue, we'd all start running out the entrance and because it was in three d they had like a uh this camera uh, by the the entryway and then you had to run as close to the camera as you could. And then we had to do that like 20 something times
1: yeah <laughs> and you got your 0. 0.75 seconds of screen time, didn't you? Yeah,
0: but they put me in the trailer yeah <clears throat> nice. I, I was in two of the trailers.
1: Do you know the exact second? Oh yeah okay, what is I, it
0: i've got I've got like a photo on Facebook with a narrow point: yeah, in me. I've seen that <laughs> i the second guy
1: coming Yeah out. so so uh, how far into the trailer is it if, if any of our listeners want to spot uh, you? You and a helmet.
0: There's a couple of trailers I was in. There's like half a dozen trailers they made.
1: Okay. So it's harder now to narrow it down. Yeah. Um, I'll just grab your Facebook picture and I'll put it on our Instagram. Sure. (laughs) So our listeners can go check out Instagram uh, right after this drops. We'll we'll pop it on there.
0: uh, I I, uh, take more notice of extras now.
1: Oh, yeah after being one yeah
0: <laughs> you know, you can tell when an extra is doing too much or trying to grab attention
1: mm-hmm. like, stop that or doing too little yeah hey you're not running
0: i i just figured like you don't start running out of the driveway you've been running out of this meltdown so you've gone up a bunch of steps right uh so i was playing it out of breath yeah. and uh and after a, a few takes the uh the camera crew said, are you okay? Do you want to sit down? I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Method uh, actors, McCann. Yeah, but did the Academy notice? No. You nope. got snubbed,
1: I think is the yep, term for it. I did. Well, I'm glad you did it, though, because, you know, how many people can say that they lived that dream? Thousands. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not millions, but thousands.
0: <laughs> There's been a ton of people doing these things.
1: How many G fans? That's the that's the official or unofficial name for Godzilla yeah, fans. G fan magazine. G fan. Yep. How many G fans can say, <laughs> I was noticed and um, invited, and then put into the movie somehow? It's mm. like wow! You not only got noticed, but invited.
0: Yeah, Gareth Hed would said, uh, "Would you like to be in the the crowd scene when they're when they're getting rain dumped on them?" But I knew I was going to be staying with somebody afterwards and I didn't want to turn up like drenched. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't because they cut most of that scene anyway. So there's always poor people who are out there on Sunday being soaked to the skin for no reason.
1: You know, if the news ever shows up and spends 45 minutes talking to people and uh, the reporter is asking all these questions about all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. And you've ever been there for one of those things? Then? Well,
0: we did one with Miningers, didn't we? Were you in that? They pulled a group of us out to this bar and they had us drawing in the bar. In I was in that. I was him. Yeah. 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 I and then there's like about 20 seconds left of it by the time they finished.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And that was a good one because I've seen somewhere it ends up being, you know. T- yeah. They
2: filmed a, a commercial for the liquor store that I worked at and we were all in it. And, uh. We we got to see it. They played it once, I think, uh, local TV, and they cut the entire bit they had filmed us in the store uh, to replace it with some hot model that the owner had met, <laughs> who just stood there with like in front of a beer case. Um, and then they showed, it like, a distant shot of us all waving in the parking lot. It's like, oh, all day, wasted.
1: Here's all these imbeciles from 50 yards away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the cutting room floor, man. Yeah, I, I remember this from the time I was a tiny child. I was probably four or five years old, and my grandpa, who was next door, was removing a swarm of bees because he was a beekeeper. And it was in a tree that was adjacent to his yard. And he said, okay, well, I know they're my bees and I know what to do. And the news showed up and my brother and I were just playing, you know, with our tricycles or whatever, and watching the, uh, activities and the reporter started asking us questions about like, well, so you, you live next door to to the bees. Tell us about that. (laughs) We probably answered questions for 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And on the news it was like some guy removed some bees and now the sports. It was like a distant yeah. shot of my grandpa getting bees into a box, and that was it. Yeah, so wasting my time. I had... you always shoot
2: more than you need.
1: Yeah. So yeah. coverage. I'm
0: hoping a, a a director's cut or whatever comes out when the next Godzilla movie is released. Uh,
1: yeah, because all the all the cut scenes you're talking about should be on there.
0: Yeah, more cool. of me.
1: More of you—the the real star of Slow Godzilla. Motion. It's not about the monster; it's about the guy in the lab coat. It is the best bit. It's the most emotional bit. <clears throat> yeah. And we, and we need more Brian Cranston too.
0: Yeah, I saw his double. They—they—they they, they, they have the bit where they—he drives in through the entrance, and they had his double being driven up.
1: Was it that guy Joe that did all the stuff on Breaking Bad?
0: Uh, I didn't get close to the car, but you could tell it was wasn't
1: him i met his breaking bad double uh yeah. in, in albuquerque at uh at a breaking bad fest and his name was joe i forget his last name but he looks a lot like him okay yeah i mean even from just 15 20 feet away it's like double take oh is that no no it's not <laughs> so yeah he was just a local guy who ended up being the double and hey if the, if he got to be the double in this thing too that'd be cool i'll have to look that up i'll, I'll read the credits so I'll know the last name when I see it.
0: Okay. yeah, I'm not credited.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: I bought a copy for my parents and they fell asleep immediately after mo- they'd seen my bit.
1: <laughs> they're like, oh, there's our son. Good yeah. night.
0: <laughs> they weren't interested in the rest of the movie.
1: Well, it's, um, we're at about 90 minutes. We should probably call it a okay. show, huh? Wow. Um, it, 90 minutes. Yeah. That's about as long as uh, Godzuki versus uh, the <laughs> monsters of Monster Peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any ideas what we should do next time? Or should we just figure that out? And... Well, well, aren't we
0: coming up into a spouse-free period? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Let's get down to it. Uh, what pieces. do
1: you want to... Pieces? Pieces. The burning?
0: The Burning. The Thunder Thundercrack.
1: Pieces. Thundercrack. <laughs> okay. Which one? Well, what are we doing first? You've got to see
0: all three. Okay. Uh, the Burning and Pieces works really nicely as a double bill. Okay. If you watch The Burning first... And it's funny, and then pieces because it's nuts.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. And Let's then, do that, and we can split the episode. Okay. Right. Um
1: Maybe we could do it on Saturday or Sunday.
2: I work Saturday.
1: So. Okay. Sunday.
2: Sunday is fine with me, uh,
1: Julian. It'll take a couple hours,
2: won't
0: it? Oh, Sunday they're showing. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna spit at me for this. If you hate me for *Son of Godzilla*. Uh, *Singing in the Rain* is playing theatrically. And I'm going to go and see it. Okay. Debbie Reynolds. Come on. Yeah. yeah, One of my favorite films ever. I don't remember. Top 10.
1: I don't remember enough about it to say that I disliked it. So I'm not going to judge you. Well, we'll figure it out amongst ourselves. But listeners, check out The Burning, Pieces, and Thundercrack.
2: And The Burning Pieces. (laughs) Yes. And Your (laughs) Thundercrack.
1: Sounds terrible. All right. Well that's a show uh, we'll we'll see those movies or you know some mix of those movies and come back for another one of these all right thank you for listening right, Thank you stay
2: off the moors